0: It must be pretty empowering to be at the turntables with thousands of people vibing to the songs that you're playing. Well, that's pretty much what DJ Mish does for a living. Mish was building up a name for herself in 2019, and then the pandemic hit. She ended up DJing live on Twitch, where she built up quite a loyal group of followers called Squishies. Now that live sets are back, Mish is playing all over the U.S., including a set at Coachella this year. Haley and I had a great time talking with Mish, and we really hope that you enjoy listening too. And as always, thanks so much for tuning in. Hey everyone, how's it going? Today we are going to be talking about DJing and live sets and maybe a little streaming. So it's kind of a an area that I am not very familiar with yet again. I seem to always book guests that I don't know anything about. But I wanted to bring along someone who knew a little bit more than I did. And so we're tapping into the pool of former students who, uh, who I keep in touch with. And so we're going to be talking again. You may remember her... Way back, I don't remember. I don't remember the number of the episode, but it was last year, and we talked about YouTube with Haley. Hey, Haley, what's going on?
1: Hi, Curtis. How are you?
0: <laughs> I'm good. It's good to talk to you. Sorry about bombing you with like a million DMs, trying to make sure you're getting these.
1: No, no worries. That's that's my fault.
0: I was I was super nervous. I was like, Haley, I need your help. Haley, <laughs> Haley reply to me. I need you to come on on Monday. I need you because I really don't know anything about DJing.
1: I I don't know too much about it either, but
0: but you go to shows. I do. Like, how often would you say you go to shows? You go like weekly?
1: Oh no, not weekly. <laughs> oh, okay. Like Maybe like monthly now.
0: Oh okay, okay. Yeah.
1: Before. I used to go way more often, but yeah. once the pandemic hit, yeah, you know, kind of set me behind. But now that we're back in action, being able to go to festivals and concerts again, I feel like I can go every single month again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can describe it, but what is it about it? It's just...
1: It's, it's just being able to really see them. I mean, it kind of depends on who you're seeing. So if you're seeing a live set versus someone performing and just singing. Yeah. I don't know. It really depends on the the crowd, where it's at in the first place. The venue says a lot about what you're about to experience too. So,
0: Yeah. Do you have a, I think we talked about this earlier, but do you have a favorite DJ producer?
1: I do have one. I would say R.L. Grime is my favorite DJ producer.
0: What is, what is it about R.L. Grime that you like so much?
1: I just, he always gets me really pumped and I think he's really good at I feel like he can read me and doesn't even know me. Like his yeah. music is exactly what I would want to hear when I least expect it to. So I don't know, even just listening to his music or how he mixes things, mixes two songs. It just, I don't, it's how do I explain it. It's unexplainable.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I get it. It just speaks to you somehow. Yeah. 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 And let's introduce our special guest today. It's DJ Mish.
2: Hello, guys. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, no, we're super happy to have you here. Let me give you a little background about Mish. Mish was born in Taiwan, in
2: Taipei? Yes, in Taipei. In
0: Taipei. Uh, She started DJing around Taiwan for a little bit and then decided to come to... LA and kind of jumped into the music production scene and doing some DJing. And that was about, I think I just saw your Twitch is about four years ago.
2: Yes, it was four years ago. Nice.
0: And you started gigging and getting some stuff. And I think I saw that you were working pretty steadily in 2019, like over 50 gigs. Yes. And then the pandemic <laughs>
2: And then the pandemic hit.
0: Yeah, and so Mish went over to Twitch to build up an audience, and since then, she's been just working up, building her name, and building up uh, more notoriety, and gigging all around uh, the U.S., and going back to Taiwan once in a while, too?
2: Yes, I go back, I try to go back every year.
0: Yeah, yeah, to work, too, or just see family...
2: Mostly see family, but, you know, as someone hit me up to play somewhere, then, of course, I love to play.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so we are super excited to have Mish with us. Uh, where are you coming from? You're in LA right now?
2: Yes, I'm in LA, Koreatown.
0: Oh, nice. So um, before we get into music and DJing, uh, can we go back to Taiwan
2: for a minute? Yeah, of course. I love talking about Taiwan.
0: <laughs> I do too, actually. I, I taught English in Taiwan for three summers, and I... You know, Taipei gets... I feel like it gets overlooked a little bit because uh, maybe Seoul and Tokyo and Shanghai. But I like Taipei. I think it's a cool little town. Not a little town. Yeah, <laughs> It's huge. <laughs> but
2: I love Taipei. I feel like in Taipei, you really like... It's so easy to get the best of both worlds. It's like if you want to be in the city and nightlife like it's right there right but also if you just want to take a hike and be close to nature it's only like 30 minutes 40 minutes away by like bus or you know train and then you can take a hike in the mountains it's like so close literally
0: yeah yeah um what's your favorite things to do in taiwan
2: um, eat, yeah. obviously, like yeah. stuff my face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is good. Yeah. And there's some regional, we'll, we'll do a little lightning round later where I'm going to ask you about the food a little bit. But uh, the night markets, right? That's like the best part.
2: Yes. Yes, exactly.
0: Will you do the stinky tofu?
2: I love stinky tofu. I get <laughs> eat it like every week.
0: <laughs> I honestly, I, you know, full confession, I, I can't do it.
2: Really, I mean, it, that's fair. I've never really met anyone like foreign that is, you know, that actually loves stinky tofu.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. it It's definitely something that you have to kind of acquire, I guess, or be born. It or is. Born. It <laughs> is. I
2: feel like you just have to grow up with it and then you understand the beauty of it. But, you know, we don't. I I stopped trying to force stinky tofu on people because I realized just foreigners just don't um they're they're not used to it. So I'm like I get it, you know, if I come somewhere and they're serving me like fermented stuff, I might not be open to it as
0: well. <laughs> Haley, do you know yeah. what we're talking about?
2: I've heard of it, never had it. <laughs>
0: yeah, you you would know if you were next to it. It is yeah. Like everyone will know when you get to the night market, it's crazy. There's tons of people, tons of stalls, but you'll know exactly where the Chodofu stand is because yeah,
2: exactly. it's just,
0: yeah, the, the smell, but yeah, yeah, people, people love it.
2: Yeah. For me, it doesn't even smell bad. Like when I smell it, I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I want. I'm like, yes, that's what I'm craving right now. It smells so good. Like for me, it smells good because I like that's what I love. You know, it's like people who love durian. They don't think it smells. They love the smell. Right. You know, so I understand
0: the happy memories start to
2: go. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Does it smell like what it tastes like? Or does it taste like what it smells like? it tastes much better so actually it when you smell it you might think it really stinks but actually when you eat it it's not as bad it's it tastes like fried tofu Um,
0: that's what i've heard
2: yeah Yeah.
0: someday maybe someday if i get back to taipei i'll try
1: (laughs) so i've never been to taipei
2: so i am curious what was your childhood like my childhood wow okay um it's of course, as you can imagine, like I grew up there. And it was very my my family is just like a normal like family, went to local schools, had to study hard, had to learn different instruments, you know, had to go to all kinds of extracurricular courses and cram schools throughout my childhood. Um, I think what is more like unique is that I have a lot of family that immigrated to New Zealand like a long time ago. So um, when I was 10 and my mom was like, oh, we have so much family there. I want to bring my kids to see like, you know, the world kind of. Um, So my mom decided to take me and my brother and we moved to New Zealand for about two years. Um so I was very fortunate enough to be exposed to like a different culture and like a different you know environment when I was at 10 and that really um I think you know cuz when I got there I didn't speak English like at all oh, wow. I didn't know what was going on and then they put me in a local school like right next to my house and I was still able to like you know uh live with my relatives like my mom and then my aunt and all my cousins and they would like you know teach me stuff and all that and so for those two years I think was what really laid um you know the foundation for a lot of my language learning and my English and my you know uh my understanding of the foreign world and like dealing with you know uh different races of people Um, uh, and then I moved back to Taiwan and spent the rest of my like teenage years there. Um, so it was like a little kind of cool, uh, experience that I have that is a little different from other Taiwanese people, like Taiwanese, you know, born and raised people, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I I was gonna say because I I've met a lot of young people in Taiwan and and they speak English uh, a little bit but not like you <laughs> like you're really fluent yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did you how how did did you go to clubs? Did your friends DJ? What what was the genesis of this?
2: Yeah, I loved like I was a party girl. I, as soon as I turned 18, uh-huh. I was like, party, 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 like every day. And I remember in my school, we didn't really party that much because our school is one of like the nerdier schools <laughs> and like, you know, like we got to study all the time. And, but I, I would be the one to be like, yo, Friday, this club is, it it's, it's called Luxie. It's like the biggest club in Taipei. Uh-huh. Um, back then and i would be like this time you know we're gonna pre-game at this bar and then we're gonna go to this club and then we're gonna go to another club so i was like basically the leader of the party i'm the planner (laughs) of every single party basically um i got all my friends to come party with me all this all the students you know and i think that was kind of I think that just got me really familiar with like the club environment because I would be going all the time. Like I knew the bartenders and I would see the DJs up there and I'll be like, that's cool. You know, like I didn't think I want to be that, but I think I was just so familiar with it. And I'm like, wow, like they command the whole room, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, Um, and then I think later on when people because you know I listen to so much music and my friends would always come up to me to ask for playlists and they would like hey do you have any recommendations like we're doing this campus like event or like a pop-up or whatever and they're like we just need a one-hour playlist Uh
0: uh you know
2: and then i'm like okay well these are the 20 top songs that are like super popular right now. yeah because you know because you're like (laughs) great yeah because i know because i go clubbing (laughs) and you know i listen to a lot of top 40 so i know what's hot and then I give them a list and they're and then they would always come back to me and be like, "Yo, thanks for that playlist. Like it was great. Everyone loved the music." And then at one point I was like, "Okay, so apparently I do have an ear for this. Like I know what sounds good and I know what fits the vibe of these people's like events and what they're looking for." Yeah. Um, And I'm already so familiar with like this club environment and all the music that's going on. So I was like, why don't I try to, you know, just learn or like explore what this is about?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So then I started, I went to a few classes. I like, you know, looked up a few DJ studios in Taipei. I took a few classes and then I was like, wow, this is really, really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And... I don't know. It was just it's I, I I can't really explain it, but I think ever since then I just fell into this world and it nothing else like matches what the passion and the enthusiasm I have for this. You know? I think it's it's also more like just engaging with people, engaging yeah. with the crowd, yeah. and then having that feedback and is Different from you know reading a book and <laughs>
0: <laughs> just a and, little bit yeah
2: having to write thesis <laughs> and having your professor tell you, well, I don't think this is it you know yeah
0: just a little different, yeah
2: I get what you mean though by the d j really
1: being the commander of the whole room because if the music's mm-hmm. not good, no one's gonna stay, and exactly it's. Music's really important in any setting, like if there's no music playing in the background, it's really awkward, <laughs> yeah, totally yeah,
0: yeah, and haley, you you feel that right? When you walk into the room and you just feel that energy, you just you feel alive, you just oh, feel- yeah,
1: completely, that's like the smallest thing can be me making playlists for work, and if the music's not good, then I'm not gonna be working good,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. all right is is the is the scene in taipei a lot different than the states or is uh, there's a lot of crossover yeah
2: um i would say it's quite different mm. just in terms of how much like variety there is here mm. compared to back in taipei because obviously taipei is tiny like compared to america mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. um the scene is much smaller there's not that much um, like diversity, and then I think also another really big thing is that people are a lot more reserved and shy yeah. over there, and dancing or music in general is not like a big part of our culture. Mm. Like the music, or like the pop or music, or whatever, is very mainstream, it's very commercialized. But what you're talking about. You know, growing up with music, it's more rare Uh, and um, dancing, it's also more rare. Like when people go to a show or they go out to a party or they go to a club, it's more like a performance for them, you know, hmm. like they go and then they don't dance. They just they're either there to drink or they're there to like watch the DJ. Yeah, yeah.
0: So so they want you to turn down so they can they can have a conversation?
2: <laughs> Usually at a bar. Okay, so there was this bar that I played in Taipei. Literally the owner is like, don't play anything too crazy. It's a bar. <laughs> and then they're like, no hip hop, no rap. Okay. Only R and B like melody yeah. stuff or instrumentals. Like don't get the crowd riled they wanted up. background and music then, <laughs> exactly and then if i play something like a little more dancier and then if you know some people when they get drunk and they're like right. they, or you know there's like tourists or there's expats <laughs> and they want to have fun yeah. they stand up they jiggle a little little bit the owner would immediately come up to me and be like they're dancing stop that stop that <laughs> it's like there's people dancing what are you doing we gotta stop. <laughs> yeah He's like, turn it down. Can you play something more chill? And I'm like, damn, okay. <laughs> I worked
0: hard to get them pumped up. and that- <laughs> so
2: what's the point of the music? <laughs> exactly. Oh, That's man. what I was always so confused by that. Like I hated playing there because I was just like, damn, I can't play anything to make people dance. They just wanted some elevator music.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Exactly. So
0: you knew you had to come to the States, huh?
2: I knew. It was just, it got to a point where I felt like there just wasn't a lot of new stuff happening in my circle or just in the Taipei circle in general. And also like the venues might not appreciate that, you know, because they don't understand what's going on. They just want you to do the same thing. As long as you're doing decent a decent job they don't want you to you know be scratching and put on a show and be innovative like they don't care about that
0: yeah yeah so so you're packing up your stuff and you land in LA did you have do you have connections the plan did you have a manager do you have anything
2: nope okay I had I I knew like five people okay. when I moved here okay like And none of them were in music. All of them were in, um, I knew from back in Taiwan in my school. Okay. So they were all like software engineers, (laughs) IT people, like lawyers, you know. None of them were in the creative field. But, you know, the thing is, when I first moved here, I wasn't planning to stay here. Hmm. When I moved here, I just wanted to see what LA is about. I just wanted to be like, hey, okay, I'll go for a little bit. I'll, I want to see what other people are doing, and then I'm going to come back. So the original plan was to just be here for a year. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was the original plan. I'm going to come here for a year. I'm going to finish my like music production courses, and then I'm going to go back.
0: Hmm. Okay, so, so so what happened yeah. then? So you're taking music production classes, and you're, you're DJing, or what are you doing? You're...
2: I was not I didn't know anyone so I I came here and I was like okay my goal I remember like my goal was to play one show (laughs)
0: like
2: in this entire year before I go back before I move back to Taiwan I want to play one show in LA and that would be amazing like can you imagine I was just here to be like I'm gonna study hard finish this course then I'm a bounce right Right. I just want to play one show that would be great like playing in LA oh my god mind blowing you know and then i and then after three months of being here i was like wait this is not working out because i didn't know anyone i didn't make a lot of new friends because like my music production school was so small and me and my classmates just didn't really click either Uh. so three months go by and i Still didn't have a lot of friends and I felt really lonely. Mm. So I was like, okay, I got to do something about this. I can't just spend a whole year here not knowing anyone. Um, so then I decided to go out and meet people and like join different Facebook groups for like LA meetups or like um, the Asian Creative Network, um, a lot of different Facebook groups that I joined for musicians and DJs as well. And that's how I slowly started to meet more people here and a lot of DJs and a lot of creatives and it was really um Asian Creative Network um ACN yeah, that yeah. that was like the basis of how uh, like all of my friends today and all my gigs today I think started from that group. Mm and, like, branched out from there. Yeah. Um, so then the next thing you know... I like in a year I play like fifty shows. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I saw I saw your post on Asian Hustle Network on Facebook. Yes.
2: Yeah, don't yes. don't
0: sleep on Facebook, man. Facebook's still alive. <laughs>
2: I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like in LA no one uses Facebook anymore. But I think because in Asia, like especially Taiwan, a lot of people still use uh, Facebook. Okay. So in order to connect still like with my Taiwanese friends. And family, because you know yeah, yeah. my relatives, they only use Facebook. Right. Yeah. Um. So I still, I still check Facebook like every day. No people do. That's how, yeah.
0: No, especially, yeah. especially for the groups. I think the groups is what the main reason I go on now at all is to see the groups. Yeah. And I think I saw like you had a post in 2019 that was just like. Guys, I need a job. I need to do something with exactly. my life. Yeah,
2: exactly. And
0: then you just recently posted, like, "Hey, man, you know things have turned around." So yeah, so you're uh, you're just getting gigs here and there in like 2019, and things were mm-hmm. you, like you said, you get 50 gigs in in one year, which is a lot. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Considering my original goal was one to show. Do one. <laughs> I- and then I ended up playing 50. I was like, holy shit, how did this happen, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. And then 2020 comes around.
2: And then 2020, literally, I think 2019. Like when I when I posted that post, my first post in Asian Hustle Network was like, it was right before yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. And then I was really hopeful about it. I was like, oh, great. I'm making all these new connections and then, you know, a couple months later, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, Everything <laughs> shuts
0: down. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you yeah, pivot. And let's talk a little Squish City. Let's talk a little uh, <laughs> Squishies. You go on Twitch.
2: Let's do it. And
0: mm-hmm. um, what are you doing on Twitch? I, I've seen a few of them, but you're just spinning and just hanging out.
2: Yeah. So, I started out uh, just DJing, like, in my room. And then, well, I actually, at first... I started doing Instagram live. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first thing because so many people were going on Instagram live at that time. And then, but the thing about Instagram live is if you play copyrighted music, Uh, your screen, your stream gets cut off like immediately when they detect something, they're like, Oh, we detected you had copyright music. We, you know, we had to terminate your stream or whatever. So that was really annoying. And then, there was it's just the the limit is the the function was very limited. Right, and right. then I saw a couple of my other friends start to get on Twitch and I'm like, oh, interesting. Let me like look at I like I didn't even know what Twitch was. Or I heard of it, but I it was like a game Gamers, thing. yeah. Yeah. Like it was totally a completely different world. So I never even considered it. And then people started getting on Twitch and I was like, oh, okay. Let me figure out what this is about. And then In May 2020, I moved to a new place in K-Town. And then my roommate uh, was a streamer. Like he knew (laughs) he's been streaming for two years at that time already. So he knew a lot about streaming. And I moved in. I was like, hey, I kind of want to start streaming and he's like, yeah, do it. He's like, it, it it's so easy for like girls.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: He's like, you're a girl DJ. You're pretty. You're you, you 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 know how to DJ. And it's like this is like the perfect time to get on it. And I was like, all right, like teach me how to do it. Yeah. What do I need? Yeah. And then he literally like helped me start my channel basically
0: but is it weird though because you're you're used to getting that instant feedback from the crowd right like the cheering right the bouncing but now you're in your bedroom yeah and you're reading scrolling comments is that is exactly a different world yeah
2: it was it was so weird at first because I there were like there were so many things to do. I remember like when I first started and then I would be talking to chat, I'd be reading and then the song would run out. And I'm like, oh shoot, I have to put on the next song. And then I put on the next song and I start going back to the chat and I'm like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then it runs out again. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so hard. Yeah. I have to pick the song. I have to transition. Yeah. I have to read the chat and reply to them and talk to them into the microphone while I'm mixing and like twisting knobs at the same time. I'm like how do people do this? This yeah. is so crazy. Yeah.
0: But it's that interaction that on the on the chat that is everything, right? Like
2: Yeah. I mean, it has now looking back, I'm like, wow, I was such a noob and now I can like multitask like so well, you know. I talk yeah. and I transition and i do everything i switch the camera and like i make my own overlays and then also like with chat it's just the amount of support that i get from chat is so crazy sometimes it's like i wish all of these people lived in la and they would come out and support irl all the time because A lot of them are like 10 times more supportive right. than my real life friends you yeah, know yeah.
0: well, you know you know I've, I've actually had you on while I'm doing work on my computer right I've had your stream going not live nice. I, I yeah but it's just like you're hanging out with some friends you know exactly
2: and exactly it's super
0: chill and you know I could see where someone in Idaho or someone you know there's no no chance of seeing a live set ever. Or right. we'd have to fly somewhere to see it but then they' they're able to see you sp- to mix and then they're able to see other people vibing you know and it's just, yeah exactly yeah so it's like a it's like your family right it's like kind of a
2: it is Twitch it family. really is yeah. hello everyone sound check sound check
0: are we good on the
2: sound how are we feeling what are we feeling? It's Tuesday Tunes! tunes. (laughs) Hello Eddie Okay, let's say hi to everyone first, like usual Eddie is here Mexican, American, hello, hello Chris, hello, hello Thank you for the 100 bitties Um, Stitzel, hi Stitzel Hi Minty Uh, who else? So there's a lot to celebrate, you know, I can't believe it's been four years. It's kind of crazy. Today, literally four years ago today in 2018, I moved to LA. Oh my God. I don't even have words for these four years. It's been crazy. Oh my God, Echo. Thank you so much for the gift of sub. Two, three elements.
0: So these are called squishies. <laughs> Where did they come up with that yes. name? Who came up with that um, name?
2: Um, so it was actually my roommate because my name is Mish, right? So then every time he would see me, he's like, "Oh my god, you're so cute! I just want to squish uh-huh. you." And he's like, "You look so squishy." And then he would he would be like, every time he see me, he'd be like, "Mish, squish!" And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so that's kind of like a thing now, I guess.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Um. So then that's I incorporate. I incorporated that into my stream. And then, you know, like how squishy are you today? Uh Or like, uh you know, so squish just became a thing. It's your fandom. Um, (laughs) It is. It is. Then I started calling them squishies and Uh I started calling my channel like squish city. And then I made merch about it. Uh And it was, it's been a, it's been fun.
0: And you, you see them every so often. Yeah. They'll show up and say, Hey, it's me. Username. whatever." Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, All the time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have people, I had um, people fly out from like Germany, you know, or they fly out from Australia. Yeah. And they come to my gig and they're like, I'm this person. I'm like, no way. That's cool. Yeah. And I'm like, aren't you on the other side of the world? And they're like, yeah, I just decided, I, you know, I'm visiting LA and I wanted to come see you. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that's crazy. That's really
0: cool. Cause there's nothing, there's nothing like a live show. I mean, Twitch is great, but there's nothing like a live show. Yeah.
2: Yeah, of course, yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about some of the bigger gigs you've been getting. So you're you're still doing Twitch, but you're back to in real life again.
1: Yes, I am. I heard that you were performing at Coachella weekend too. Yes, I was. I was also there.
2: I <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> How'd you get that gig, Mish?
2: Um, that one was, I have a few friends that, you know, they work in the industry and then every year they like send out invites to artists they think are, you know, on the come up or they they think, you know, these artists will be able to rock the stage. And so, and then they send out these invites and then we go through like a whole process. Yeah. That's cool. Was it a different...
1: Did you feel different since it was such a big gig, I would say? A whole music
2: festival? I did. So it's kind of interesting. Like, of course, when I got... Okay, so going back, I actually got invited back in 2020. Mm. So... I already got the invite in 2020 and I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. I can't wait to announce this. And then I had a lot of things planned, like when I'm going to make the announcement, blah, blah, blah. And then March comes and then everything shuts down. And I'm like, oh my God, I really hope this thing can be over in a month and (laughs) Coachella can still go on as usual. You Uh know, that's what everyone was hoping at the time is that this will pass soon. And then when Coachella announced that they would officially be postponing, I was like, no way. Mm. Why is this happening yeah. to my to me right now? It? Yeah. It, like, to me, it felt like I, it was like a big break, right? Yeah. It was so crazy. Like, I just came here like a year ago, and now I get to play one of the biggest right. festivals in the world. And then this huge pandemic, like, no one can control comes and yeah. shuts down everything. And I felt like I lost right. my chance. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this great opportunity just like passed me by. Because
0: there's no promises that they'd ever ask you again.
2: Exactly. And I just don't know. Like it was so crushing. And then I was like, all right, you know what? You know, life goes on and all that. And then 2020 comes back around. They do send out another invite. They're like, hey, we know it was really crazy and frustrating that we didn't get to do 2020, but we would like to ask all of the artists back for 2022. Nice. Yeah. So I was really happy. I it felt so crazy and so surreal. And even after I played it, it was still crazy and surreal. But you know, when you're when I wake up every day, I'm still the same person. Right. I'm still me. I still go about my normal gigs, you know. So it's a, it's an interesting feeling because at the same time, I know in my heart, like I have that super, uh, cool experience, but at the same time, I'm still working hard um, throughout my day to day to just be a better um, artist. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the beauty in the process for sure. I. I had a lot of friends in
1: college that wanted to get into mixing, and seeing them fail, mm-hmm. but then eventually just hosting bigger college parties or actual gigs at clubs out there in Santa Barbara, it was a really amazing process to see. And to be a female DJ
2: is so cool because <laughs> uh, a lot of them are men. So <laughs> yeah, that's the industry is like ninety percent men. I feel like <laughs> is it yeah. Yeah, it's very very male dominated for sure.
0: And European or American, yeah.
2: Um yes, yes, for sure. I think in LA it's a little bit better. Sure, yeah. Like in LA it is I usually hang around a lot of the Asian circles a lot of the times. But most of the time I am still the only female DJ on the lineup and that I've already, you know, I've gotten used to that already. Yeah, yeah. Talk to that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. I saw that you uh, so you got flown out to New York to play with uh, Rich Brian and Josh Pan.
2: I did, yes. Um, so that was like a connection that I had actually through Twitch. Um, and then, you know, because a lot of Twitch streamers um, in the Twitch world, like they're affiliated with like NFT stuff as well. Oh, yeah. So I have a few connections um, from Twitch that are like, hey, we're doing NFT week. Uh, we want to ask you to fly out, and I was like, "Yeah, for sure, I'll do it." And then later on, I already said yes. And then later on, I found out Josh was on the lineup, and I'm like, "Perfect," because I I know Josh. Like, I'm good friends with Josh. He's amazing. Um, I it's crazy because I when I before I knew him, I looked up to him so much, and I loved his music, and he was like one of my favorite artists and then later on when i after i met him and then i'm just like i cannot believe that i am friends with yeah, <laughs> yeah. With josh pan yeah, um, yeah yeah
0: that's cool so is 88 rising going to do more live events like that or cuz the founders into nft stuff too i think yeah
2: i think so um but that was like for a private party oh, okay um so it was like an nft private party Um, it was more low-key and i'm not too sure about how um you know if they're gonna do more collabs in the future because i don't think rich brian himself um is has been affiliated with nfts Mm. um but yeah that's i'm not too clear on that
0: yeah but if they call you you'll be there
2: (laughs) I'll be there.
0: So, are you, I saw a little bit of a lineup. So, you, it looks like you're working almost every week.
2: I am. I've been, you know, I've been very blessed to have a lot of support from all of my clients and all the venues that I've been playing so far. So, almost every week, yes. Yeah. So, for the past three weeks, it's been pretty crazy. Um, and then this, week like Friday I'm doing two gigs and Saturday I'm doing two gigs oh wow now it's getting to the point where you know I have a lot of days that are I'm like double booked wow
0: so you're you're on your (laughs) way to a hundred gigs a year
2: (laughs) I think we might have yeah Yeah. I think we might have surpassed that yeah really
0: oh man okay man So, uh, can we talk a little DJing if it's okay?
2: Yeah, of course.
0: All right, because I know nothing, so I wanna uh, I wanna pick your brain a little bit. Let's see, Haley, you wanna start us off here?
1: Yeah. So I just recently. So my dad was a DJ back then when they used actual. Oh my god, that's
2: so cool!
1: Yeah. I made a little mix. On GarageBand, which wasn't really a mix because then I got my hands on an actual mixer and it's completely different. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Um. But on the first mix that I made on GarageBand, I liked. I chose my songs because I wanted to tell a story through the music that I chose. I'm kind of curious yes. to what your process is like when choosing or when making a set.
2: Um. Well, usually when I make a set, first of all. You know, it depends on what vibe I'm going for. Like, do I want to, do I want this to be a hype set or a chill set? Mm-hmm. And then after I decide what the mood, like what the energy level is, and then I go into, I usually just like pick out 20 of my favorite songs. Yeah. They're going
0: to be in there no matter what. Yeah.
2: yeah I was like, I want to play these songs. And then, um, Well, actually, I pick more than 20. I pick about like, you know, 30 or 50 or whatever. And then I start going through them. And then I eliminate. um, It's a process of elimination for me. I eliminate any songs that are that I think might not fit as well. But it has really taken me a very long time to be able to just be like, oh, I don't want this, and oh, this will fit, you know, like, I remember when I first started, I was like, damn it, I really want to play this song, and I was like, I have to, have to, have to fit this song Uh in here, and then I spent, like, three hours (laughs) trying to figure out how to fit this song that totally does not fit into my set, just because I want to play it so bad, Yeah, yeah, you know, and then I, it's a, it's like a journey of realizing the The process of letting go (laughs) of certain things and then putting in some things that, you know, you might not like as much, but it Mm complements the whole set Mm -hmm. sometimes. So it it takes a lot of, I think, um, experience and also knowledge and also just how comfortable you are with your own uh, with your own interests and your style, and yeah,
0: yeah. So, what is a what is a week? So, let's say you have a big gig on Saturday. What mm-hmm. does the week look like for you?
2: Well, usually Sunday, um, or well, usually Tuesday. I would say Monday or Tuesday is kind of like my day off. Your weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's my weekend because, like, I work from wednesday to sunday sometimes yeah yeah. Yeah. so then monday tuesday is my day off i just do like nothing or i do like admin stuff (laughs) like i don't i don't actually think about music that much at all yeah um i send out the invoices (laughs) i like catch up with clients to be like hey when am i getting paid (laughs) you know (laughs) Uh, all that all the emailing and texting i try to do on monday and tuesday and also sometimes just not do anything like just chill out and then wednesday and thursday i start you know prepping for the weekend i need to figure out i need to first of all post on social media Uh uh my weekly you know this is where i'm at this weekend i need to do that yeah um And then I have to think about, okay, what are the logistics? Do I have any gigs that I need to bring equipment for? Um, What are, like, how much travel time do I need? Um, And then it's like, what kind of uh, music is this? Do I need to prep or not? Because there are some gigs that nowadays I just freestyle. And I don't do a lot of preparation because, for example, if it's like a top 40 hip hop one hour set. You
0: know what you're going to play. I don't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I don't really need to prep for that anymore. Um, but if it's like a more, um, you know, some type of music that I'm not as used to, or just in general, I feel like my a lot of my uh, stuff needs to be updated because I've been playing the same things. Mm-hmm. Then I spend more time going through a lot of music and just updating my whole like library. I'm sure and- since you
1: perform at a lot of clubs, you always have to play hype music is
2: there any genre yeah. that you prefer to mix i actually prefer r a lot um i if you like go to like my soundcloud and listen to my mixes or like a lot of times on twitch i don't do a lot of the hype stuff i don't like going hard i that's not really i mean at a festival yeah, yeah of course <laughs> but not on like you know day to day Um, I love the more chill, vibey stuff that you can just, like, chill out to. And, like, sometimes more upbeat. You can do a little dance, but nothing too crazy, you know. Um, That's what I love. So I'm honestly kind of tired of playing the Top 40 shit. (laughs) But that's what people want (laughs) when you go out. They're like... Bad Bunny, or like Beyonce, yeah. or you know, YG, or whatever, then you're like, Okay, I gotta play. They want
0: to sing along, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> they want all of that. And I'm just like, Dude, it's on the radio every day. <laughs> just fucking go in your car and listen to it, okay? Yeah,
0: but yeah. yeah,
2: that's what the crowd wants. And sometimes you gotta deliver, it's part of the job.
0: Do you have a favorite DJ yourself?
2: Um, I really like DJ Newmark. Um, He's one of the greatest like turntablists Mm. right now. Um, I do like DJ Ray Ray too. She's from Taiwan. Uh uh She's like the top, you know, female DJ out there right now in Taiwan. She's touring with Yellow Claw and all of that. So um, I look up to her a lot.
0: How about you, Haley? You said R.L. Grime.
2: Yeah, I like R.L. Grime. I like Yellow Claw too. So that's really cool. (laughs)
1: yeah yeah is there one person or one dj or producer that you are dying to see um
2: not real i mean i've seen a lot of you know i've seen um k trinata i've seen dylan francis i've seen diplo i like them all major laser i've seen i feel like for me it's more about I feel like I don't, I don't know. It, maybe it's because of the pandemic. Uh, after the pandemic, I just have like super like crowd anxiety, you know? Uh-huh. So nowadays, like I want to go see an artist, but then it's like, damn, I have to be in a crowd. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You'd rather be on the other side of it.
2: Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you.
0: Do you feel like being an Asian woman has been. Uh, advantage or disadvantage what are the pros and cons of being an asian woman dj in america
2: um i think for me it's not i haven't really felt any like disadvantage to it i guess because for me i was very fortunate enough to um you know, l- having been born and raised in an Asian country, I never really had a lot of racist um, mm-hmm. experiences mm-hmm. growing up. I never really felt like I was out of place or I did not belong long or stuff like that. And then I think after I moved to L.A., I basically, a lot of my friends are Asian. Yeah. And um, I don't, like my community is very Asian. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Because that's where I, f- I feel most, most comfortable and I feel connected because I do f- come from an Asian background. Right, right. You know? Um, so I don't really feel a lot of disadvantage from that, I guess, because a, a lot of my clients or people in, you know, venues in K-Town, downtown, yeah, or whatever, yeah. they're, you know, yeah. <laughs> they have Asian DJs all the time. Yeah. Um, and a lot of clients that I come across are like, "Oh, perfect! We're looking for Asian DJs. We're looking for, you know, BIPOC um, yeah. DJs." And I'm like, "Okay, perfect. Yeah. Like, I'm the one.
0: <laughs> here I am.
2: <laughs> yeah, here I am. You got me." So I, I've I I have been very fortunate um, to be in a place, be in a position where I don't feel as much disadvantage sure. from that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What do you think hayley when you walk into a club and you see an asian dj are you are you hype are you like hey it's yeah, an asian.
2: i think i'm more hyped
1: when it's a female dj yeah because it's always male yeah. djs so it like when i go to a club and i see a male dj i'm just like oh another male dj but when it's a female it's like oh who is
2: this you know but <laughs> yeah for sure
0: yeah
2: i feel the same yeah
0: it's like seeing a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> You have any advice if someone were just starting out? What advice would you give to yourself six years, seven years ago? What advice would you give to yourself becoming a DJ?
2: Oh my god! Um, I think just to not give up, you know, because I thought of giving up so many times. Oh, yeah. yeah. When I yeah when you when you said like when I when I first posted that. Posts and ahn. I was looking for a job because I was like, "This is you know, like eat. DJing is not gonna, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like DJing is not gonna sustain me, yeah. so I have to look for like a day job." Yeah. Um. There's been countless times where I've been just like, "I should just get a day job. Yeah. I should just get a day job. I should just get a day job." Like so many times. Yeah. But um, I pushed through it, and well, I tried multiple jobs, and I just couldn't. I, I just couldn't do it like I always I always come back to djing yeah, you no know?
0: sounds good. all right, man. so you've survived our hard questions now we're <laughs> gonna give you some lightning round questions.
2: most memorable gig you've had ooh <laughs> mm I would have to say Coachella, I think you know, yeah, just yeah. that experience is it's really hard to compare just how many people there are and how hard the crowd goes for you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're ready. They're ready to yeah, go. Yeah, Exactly. Right? I
2: remember, I think that was the first time where I DJed a gig where I couldn't see the end of the crowd.
0: And I was like,
2: where is the edge? Cause usually at a club, like, you know where the walls are, you know? Yeah. And then it's like, wow, that was the first time I was like, where's the back of the crowd? I couldn't see the trip. Yeah.
0: And that was a silent disco too, right?
2: It was. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's kind of a trip. Is there a venue that you'd most like to play? I mean, other than Coachella Main Stage, right?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, where would you want a gig if you could?
2: Um, I would really like to play in a Vegas club. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. All right. So I'm going to give you, uh, we're going to rank some Taiwanese snacks
2: Okay, let's go. <laughs> so bear
0: with my everyone out there. I apologize for my bad Mandarin, but we're gonna try this. All right. So uh, you can only so you can pick put these in order. All right. Uh, okay. uh, worst to favorite, or least favorite to favorite. All right. We have the Da Ji Pie, the fried mm-hmm. chicken cutlet, famous mm-hmm. in Taiwan. Right. We have Niu Mian, uh, Mian, mm-hmm. beef noodle, and of course we have Chao dofu, the stinky tofu. All right. Rank those for me, uh, worst to favorite
2: oh my god they're this all good is so right? hard <laughs> okay I can't, okay i think my first would have to be the fried chicken
0: first as in best your favorite yeah
2: yeah, yeah so my good. favorite it's yeah. it's too good and the it thing is, so is i I haven't been able to get anything similar here it's not the
0: same yeah it's yeah. not
2: the same the seasoning is not the same and also <laughs> a lot of stores here they do sell um Popcorn chicken, but right. they don't have the tea pie, and I'm the like, big, oh, yeah. I want that. It's okay. got to be like
0: the size of your face, right? It's got to exactly, be exactly, <laughs>
2: exactly. And the breading and everything has to be on point, and the seasoning, like the salt and pepper, you know, on the top.
0: All right, so you're uh, starting with that, and then your yeah. second choice, Niroman or chodo? Probably
2: stinky tofu, and okay. then my third would be beef noodle. It's yeah. it's funny. I like I'm not a like a super big beef noodle person okay okay yeah i'm more about the fried stuff yeah Yeah.
0: so none of those you know in the 626 they have those food fest night market things you can't (laughs) find a chicken cutler there
2: i went to the 626 i was so excited i was like oh my god there's gonna be so many like chinese snacks there and it was so underwhelming. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I've heard that. I've heard the lines are long.
2: The lines are long. It's super Prices expensive. Are high. Exactly. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm trying to find some Taiwanese snacks. And they yeah. none of them are like there's like two stalls that are maybe kind of Chinese, but not even so I was a little yeah. disappointed but at the same time I just had like too high expectation you know because it is still an American
0: yeah, night
2: yeah. market you I got just, a
0: favorite night market in Taipei? Uh,
2: yes the one in Yilan okay yeah. yeah. that's my favorite I want to just like live there it's yeah, so good yeah. and the stuff there the food that is A specialty like in Elon, you can't get it anywhere else. Mm -hmm. All over the nation. You can only get it in Elon.
0: Yeah. And it's still pretty cheap, right? Like you could it is. You can roll in there with twenty bucks and probably get pretty full.
2: Yeah, dude, not even twenty bucks. With just ten dollars, like if you go in with ten dollars and then the other person had ten dollars, oh my god, you're gonna eat. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna be so full by the end of the trip. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's just cool. It's a cool vibe. It's people everywhere, and you're kind of sweating, you know. And you're, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely yeah. just nowhere else like that in the world.
2: It's yeah. amazing. You just walk along the night market and be like, "Oh, I want to eat this. I want to eat that. I want to eat this. I want to eat." that and then you just like eat along the street.
0: Yeah. All night long.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: We usually end our show by asking our guests to elevate someone in the Asian community by picking an infatuation. Uh Infatuation is anyone in our Asian community that you admire or were inspired by. It could be living or deceased. DJ Mish, who is your infatuation?
2: Ooh. Okay. That's a hard one. Hmm.
0: Well, you did mention DJ Ray Ray already.
2: Yeah, I mean, of course, like she's one of the people that I look up to so much, just in terms of her dedication, and you know, just how is she able to do all of these things? Oh my (laughs) God, she's touring, she's flying around, she's writing songs every day. Wow. wow. So yeah, I would, I would probably, you know, if it's if anyone, then it's got to be her.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is she? Is she? Um, been around in Taiwan since yeah so
2: she's uh she's around my we went to the same school actually oh really <laughs> she's a few <laughs> years older yeah she's a few years older um maybe like three or four years older so she's 33 34 right now uh-huh. um she has been DJing for 10 years now I believe uh-huh. um she started producing like six years ago Or four years ago, I don't remember. Oh, six years ago, probably. But she got picked up by Yellow Claw. They've been Uh touring like crazy. She played, like, Tomorrowland. She's played in Amsterdam. She's played all the big festivals. And then she has, like, new songs coming out every month. And right now she's preparing for her um, new EP, And then her EP is coming out soon and she's going to have like a huge concert. She just announced uh, her EP concert in Taiwan.
0: Oh, wow. Have you met her? Do you know her?
2: Yeah, we're friends. We're friends actually. So we know each other personally, which is also another crazy experience because I also looked up to her a lot and then we got to meet and I was like, wow, it's still, I mean, sometimes even now I'm still, I still feel pretty surreal when I hang out with her. I'm like, am yeah. I really hanging out with Ravery <laughs> like, right now? Like, I've looked up to like her your, for so yeah, long. Yeah, your,
0: you're your idol. Yeah, that's cool.
2: Exactly. Well, I think that
0: does it for our episode. Thanks for coming along, Mish.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, it's Bring our pleasure.
2: <laughs> it was nice meeting you guys.
0: And uh, how would people find out where you're playing?
2: Um, I usually post everything on my Instagram. You can check out my weekly <laughs> updated schedules about where i am on the weekends and And that's
0: at underscore dj mish underscore on instagram Yes. yes and also on twitch it's dj mish on twitch yes how often are you streaming
2: um i don't stream as often as i would like to now just because i'm so busy with everything i try to do tuesdays though At least Tuesday nights.
0: Yeah. All right. So everyone out there, go see Mish live or go see Mish on Twitch. Uh, Follow her on Instagram. Uh, Haley, thanks so much for coming along.
1: Thank you for having me. Uh,
0: Always a pleasure. Uh, Were you inspired? Do you want to be a DJ now?
1: Oh, I'm super inspired. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) I feel like I learned a lot just listening to your story. Um, all the way from Taipei to LA um and just not having a plan. And now here you are, hundred gigs later, exactly. right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep.
2: If, we need more female DJs in the game. Let's go.
0: <laughs> yeah. When you need a man, you know, Haley's looking for a job. So if you need a manager,
2: <laughs> let me at know. College.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh as usual, you can write to us twenty-four hours a day at infatuationpodcast at gmail.com and you can always give us a follow on Facebook or Instagram. Don't sleep on Facebook at The Infatuation Podcast. All these details will be in our show notes. And if you would, give us a follow on Spotify or Apple Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, yeah, leave us a rating, leave us a review. You know what to do. Until uh, we talk to you again on behalf of DJ Mish, Haley, and myself, we hope that you're all happy, healthy, and safe out there. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.
2: Bye. 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 Yes, noodles.
1: Noodles, Danny. Hi, Van.
2: Fucking shit, I gotta sleep, so I gotta be five hours from rising. Good night, Mancy. Good night, I good night. To like Everyone black. wanna say good night to Mancy. It's bad. like what two o'clock, yeah, two a.m. over there? Filski's still up though. Yeah, yeah, Usually Filski's sure. out by like sure. 11 <laughs> 11? I'm I'm yeah, I'm Wave Shannon? Day. How we I'm doing today? A
0: Almost um, two. Okay. Oh yeah, two hours. <laughs>